Hey y'all and welcome to the first episode of Just Mish and I'm so excited to do this podcast because it really is just me <laughs> by myself. I love the Black Retreat and I put a whole lot of effort into it but as the new year came around I realized like who knows me? <laughs> like, like one day my sister was like, "Well, you know, maybe you should do. Uh, maybe somebody should interview you because you know nobody really knows you." And I'm like, "You know, that is a good idea." And I still plan to have that interview of like somebody interviewing me. But I honestly have had it on my heart um, for a few days now um, to do one just by myself and (laughs) to the point where I was trying to let the thought go and it just would not escape my mind and honestly I just feel like it's the Lord so I should preface this by saying um I got laid off from my job in I want to say it was in December it was I believe December 5th so I had already had plans to go home um that weekend of December 9th that's my daddy's birthday so I was like well let me just stretch this um trip out and I can stay and see my family for longer because I did just get laid off and I can kind of try to get my mind together and I was at home for just probably like one week too long (laughs) like (laughs) but to be honest I'm very fortunate to be someone who moved away from home that does get to visit home quite a bit like when I was in school so I moved to L I'm from let me start from the top let me start from the top um my name is Kamishia Logan I am 33 years old I'm from Kansas City Missouri I moved to Los Angeles California um September of 2018 I moved here after I got my bachelor's in English And I moved out here so I could get my master's degree from the New York Film Academy in screenwriting. So I moved out here in 2018. I've been blessed enough, like every holiday, um, I I probably say I went home like four times a year. I'm the baby of the family, so I very much so um, cannot live without my family. (laughs) Like... I love them so, so much, and I miss them a lot, and I've, again, I've been blessed enough to be a, be able to go home quite a bit, but fast forward to this December when I got laid off, I was like, okay, like, I'll go home and stay for a while and kind of get my mind together, but while I was there, something that is very tricky and always happens with me is I when I go home for too long, sometimes I'm like, should I just move back home, especially when it is a moment where something happens like me getting laid off. Like uh, last time I was kind of in the same situation with COVID. Um, We had just graduated. Everybody else was moving back home. And I was like, I cannot go home. (laughs) I have to figure this out. So, uh, excuse me. I quickly found a job um, through a staffing agency. And that is actually the job that I got laid off from. But I was only supposed to be at that job through April. Um, I worked at a tax office. And um, as fate would have it, which is 
the Lord's hand on me. Um, I ended up being at that job from 2020 to this past December. So, um, cause well, technically we're supposed to get laid off like every year when tax season is over, but, um, uh, just a, a bunch of circumstances that I shall not get into. Um, we just ended up always staying. Shout out to my work bestie, Jessica. I miss her so much. And I knew, <laughs> I was like, I know I don't want to not work with Jessica no more. I feel like that was one of our biggest fears of not working there. Like, because in LA, man, we live so far from one another. And right now I do not have a car. So seeing somebody that lives an hour away from you, like, it's just not, it's not feasible. Like, Baby, I'm going to have to see you when I see you because, you know, when you have a work friend, work brings you all together. So we are still friends, but like, obviously it's different now because we don't work together. So we don't have to try that much harder to, you know, see one another. But I'm very grateful for meeting her. I love her to death. Shout out to Jessica. If it was not for her, I would not have gotten through that job. I would not have. Um, One of the things that we always talked about was what we were going to do when we leave obviously like we pretty much know what we wanted to do like I (laughs) I did not come to LA to be a receptionist at the tax office that was never the goal it just was comfortable and one thing about me one thing about me God he gonna have to push me to do something every single time I will be like I (laughs) have all these hopes and dreams I done moved from the midwest to the west coast and I'm over here like well I you know I could be a receptionist for a few more years you know just till I get on my feet and the lord is like you're supposed to get on your feet last year get on up out of there so I genuinely believe us getting laid off was the lord pushing me because I I will get so comfortable and so complacent and I feel like <laughs> I think the other day I had said something about me starting from the bottom. And to be truthfully honest, this does not feel like the bottom at all. I feel like I have been at the bottom when I was in Kansas City. And the funniest thing about this is I ended up in L.A. because of me being I actually got fired from the job that I had in Kansas City because I told them that I wanted to go back to school and I wanted to change my work schedule. And they were like, you're going to have to pick one or the other. And they chose for me. And I was like, (laughs) I got to be sad for like 24 minutes because I literally left from getting fired. (laughs) I went over my best friend's sister, girl, homie, Masini's house. And I was sad and I was crying and she was trying to be so comforting, my little Aquarius. And (laughs) she looked at me and she was like, I don't mean to be mean. (laughs) She said, but you hated that job. And I was like, and that really killed me. And I busted out laughing. I'll never forget it sitting at her dining room table. And I was like, I did hate that job, girl. (laughs) she was like girl if you don't collect unemployment and go on about your business and that is exactly what I did I collected unemployment and I went to school I went to school I took out loans (laughs) that was my life and I was finally able to be in a position where I was just able to go to school 
Um, I lived with my sister, Kelly. Shout out to Kelly. Kelly is, um, she's the oldest of all of us, and she is an extraordinary human. Um, I will <laughs> speak more about Kelly one of these days, but she had a big hand in being the reason why I was even able to get my bachelor's degree. Um, I'm always indebted to her for that. So shout out to my, shout out to big sisters everywhere that know that you got to hold your little sister's hand <laughs> sometimes, even when they grown Lord, because, um, I just really, I was a late bloomer. I should say like, it just really took me a long time to really figure out what I wanted to do. I thought that, um, I, I, I went through so many phases of like what I was going to do with my life. I was going to be a nurse. I was going to be a teacher. That was very short lived. <laughs> I was actually a substitute teacher once upon a time. And I was like, it takes a special person to teach. It really does. I love children, but not in that capacity. I shout out to teachers everywhere. You, you are loved. We see you. They need to pay y'all more because no, absolutely not. I was like, I be in these classrooms like one day a week and I'm finna get all my stuff and walk up out of here. Like I probably wouldn't even be able to play on Abbott elementary because it's just, I'd be like, this feels too real. I cannot handle this with all these children. <laughs> I'm kidding, just a little bit. But um, the kids are so cute. I Shout out to Abbott. I love Abbott Elementary. But anyway, so I was able to go and get my bachelor's degree um, once I got laid off. And then, honestly, just by chance and truly the hand of God, um, I ended up learning about screenwriting because I, I never – I was never a person that was really into TV and film. I'm very much a comfort show type of girly. Like I will watch living single to death living single and the golden girls. I can actually watch those interchangeably like for a month and I'll be fine. And I don't have to watch anything new until just something great comes out in the theater. And I'm like, Oh, I have to see that. Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely a comfort show girly, but I was like, I started reading up on screenwriting because <laughs> I was graduating with my bachelor's, bachelor's degree in English and everybody kept being like, oh, so you're going to be a teacher? You're going to be a teacher? And I was like, why does everybody keep saying that? I don't want to be no teacher. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be a teacher. So I was like me and my friend, Amanda, my only friend, <laughs> because so while I was getting my bachelor's degree, I was very much so like, um, I'm just driving from Raytown to Warrensburg um, when I have classes and I'm coming back. I was just commuting back and forth. I wasn't being involved in activities. I think that I ended up joining like one club my senior year because I was so much older than everybody. When I graduated from um, undergrad, I was 28. Or I think I was 27, yeah, because I turned 28 in June. So I was 27, and everybody else, you know, is so much younger <laughs> when you're in school. Like, everybody was, you know, like 18 through 21, 22. And so I had, I literally would come in class, I would sit in the back, I would mind my business, and that that was that. And so <laughs> there was a girl who used to sit in the back 
And we, you know, once you get into your major courses, you kind of run into the same people because it's like, okay, we all taking these last classes so we can graduate. So Amanda and I (laughs) were in most of our classes together and we would always end up sitting in the back together. And so when people, you know, when we had to have partners and stuff like that, it was always me and Amanda. So me and Amanda, she ended up being my homie. I love Amanda to this day. I love her. I have not seen her in a couple of years, though. I hope she's doing well. Um, but Amanda, <laughs> we would go to um, the library uh, during our classes or during the breaks between our classes. And we would get on the computer and literally look for jobs and internships and things like that. And one day um, I was looking up the cheapest school (laughs) to get my master's degree. And we found New York Film Academy and I was broke because I, you know, I was on unemployment. (laughs) So like, (laughs) I think it was like my last, how much ever the application was for that week. I was like, well, I might as well just put it in. So I ended up, that was the only grad school application that I put in at all. I had, oh, excuse me, so sorry. (laughs) But I had no intentions really of getting my master's degree. It was like, it was a good idea, but I was just kind of playing with the thought. So I only put one in to this random school in California that I had never heard of. I had never even been to L.A ever in life. I just <clears throat> also not to mention my my um GPA was not that good. Like I the struggle up <laughs> was so real because when I when I graduated from high school, I went to college and I for some I did so well in high school. I graduated the top 5 of my class, but also there was only like 44 of us. Uh, but <laughs> But I was still top five, so, and, but I don't know, something just changed when I went to college. I was so unfocused, and I didn't do anything. I ended up on academic probation my sophomore year, and um, they, you know, they send the letter, and they're like, basically, get it together. So, when they sent that, I was like, actually, I don't plan on getting it together, <laughs> and I'm just gonna drop out, so... I ended up dropping out, moving home. I did not, you know, I didn't go back to school until I was 26. I think I was 26 when I got fired. Um, <clears throat> because when I, so my nephew Logan, he was born in 2014. Um, and I was 24. I lived by myself. I was doing really well when I was working at that government job. But then once Logan came, I was obsessed with him. I was like, I'm going to help my sister. This is going to be my life. Um, And we ended up living together. And then, you know, as the story goes, and we ended up, you know, living together. And I had the opportunity to go back to school. So that was also super sad for me. (laughs) Moving away from Logan and and I, (sighs) baby, my nephew is my kid. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I love my nephew so much. Even when I went home in December, like, Whenever I go home, it's me and him. It's it's what we doing with everybody else. It's me, me, and everybody else. 
that's my baby. But anyway, back to the story. <laughs> so Amanda and I, we used to, um, you know, look for colleges. I put in this one application, but I, I was really just trying to figure out, okay, like what can I do with an English degree outside of being a teacher? I was just determined not, not to be a teacher. So funny enough, I got accepted to the New York Film Academy um, for the fall session. And I remember <laughs> because we're, my family is really close, very, very close. Um, and I thank God for it. Uh, my daddy, <laughs> true enough, I felt like he was like, you ain't really moving to California, are you? It was really, it was like a question. And I was like, yeah. I'm moving to California like not very sure and I was like yeah yeah actually yeah yeah (laughs) I'm gonna go so and I'm just a regular girl I'm scared of (laughs) I'm scared of heights I'm scared of planes I really ain't too fond of being in the dark (laughs) like I don't really like being at home by myself like I am I am not the poster girl for independence, <laughs> should I say. I was living with my sister. Like, I, yeah, just very much so the baby. And so I just feel like my family was like, now I know this baby ain't moving to California. And to be honest, for a while, I resented the fact that I kind of felt like, well, why they keep questioning it? <laughs> like, why why can't they understand? The, you know, this is what I'm doing. Like, why they do, don't they see it? And I just think that when it comes to things like that, you genuinely have to think about other people's perspectives because it's like, well, baby, you haven't been taking care of yourself thus far. What would make us think that you would be able to do this also? But I think the split in that is having to step up. I had to step up and I had to be the person that I needed for me. It came to a point where it was just like, I cannot continue to allow everybody else to be stepping up for me. And I am not doing it for myself. Like I need to be the protagonist for my own life. So I ended up moving to Cali very, (laughs) very headstrong, very like, I can do this. I can figure this out. And that's exactly what happened. I ended up moving here and my daddy's first cousin, who um, (laughs) I refer to as my auntie, I had never met her before, ever, which is crazy because I have met everybody in my family, well, mostly, but like, for some reason, this part of my family, I had not met. And I believe it's because they lived in California. But the crazy thing is we would, the family would always go to Louisiana, but I just think that we would always miss each other. Like they would go when we weren't there. So, and they are, um, my great aunt's family. So like all of my grandma's family, my granny's family, we would all get together. But then, like, their family, they would all get together. And I I guess it was just very rare that, like, we, like, both of us got together because I just, you know, I never met her. So um, she actually <laughs> said that I could live with her. And I'm like, this lady ain't never met me. 
<laughs> she's literally just going off the strength that she loves my daddy and my daddy is a good person and why would he dump his crazy daughter on her if she's crazy like so <laughs> so just I think just in knowing you know a general understanding of our family and loving my daddy and who he is a person and she was like this kid is gonna come and do what she's supposed to do and that's exactly what happened and I I just so thankful absolutely so thankful and her daughter my cousin um Carol she ended up because she worked at a um hair braiding shop she ended up getting me like a little job (laughs) and I would just like braid the ends of people's hair and uh you know just get basically tips or whatever and I lived out there for a while but then my school was so far from um where I lived that I was like oh no like I need to move to Burbank like I need to get down there because I really I was like kind of making friends, but I couldn't hang out with anybody because I'd be like, I got to get on the I-10 by 10. Like, (laughs) like if I don't get up out of here, like I'm gonna be stuck down here all day. And it was literally the commute was like an hour long, um, just off top. Like, so with LA traffic, it was, I would say it was like 45 minutes to an hour just in general. So then trying to get there, it would literally be two hours so two hours there two hours back and I just be like I am ready to go home so when it was time to start like making friends and stuff I was like well I need to be down here doing the stuff with my my friends that are younger than me now because I'm almost 30 and they're in their early 20s (laughs) (laughs) but eventually I found a room and that was new too so I found a room um, in a house, I found a room in a house and I moved, um, into the house. I moved downstairs. It was like, it was a deal for LA. It was like $650 and I had a bathroom in my room. Um, and it was, that was just it. <laughs> and then one of the best things about getting my master's degree and living in LA and having young friends. (laughs) I was kind of having the time of my life. When I got my bachelor's degree, I just don't believe that I was fully living. I was getting through it. I'm like, okay, let's knock these classes down. Let's knock them down so we can just get on up out of here. When I was getting my MFA, I was having so much fun. Like, that's when I finally was like, yeah, I'm going to go out. I'm going to kick it. I'm a, sorry, Lord, drink. Uh, (laughs) Like, I was outside, and I'm just really thankful for those years that I got to have. I'm still friends with most everybody, uh, most mostly everybody that um, I got my master's degree with. And I just wouldn't trade those years for anything. I wouldn't trade anybody that I met for anything. None of that. Like I, everything was so perfect as it was. And so when it comes to moments like now where I got laid off and it's like, okay, well, what are you going to do? I quickly think about 
how it started, how I got here, how I ended up in this position and what I am going to do. Because I have been thinking lately that like either you have a lot of money and no time or you have a lot of time and no money. And I am striving to have both. I refuse to be in a position where life is taking me on a ride and I am not making the decisions on what I want to do and where I want to go. I am smart. I is kind. I is important. No, <laughs> no but seriously, I am all the things that I think that I am. And I just know that this is the beginning of where my life is actually supposed to be going. I know that everything that has happened um, thus far has been to get me where I am. And I fully desire to have a full life. I want to be able to travel more. I want to be able to try different foods. I want to be able to go overseas and not be scared out of my mind. Because <laughs> like I said, I don't like flying, but I'm like, I feel like if I do it more, I'll get, you know, more comfortable with it. I will, I just need to do the things that I haven't done to get the things that I want to have. And I did not come to LA to work for anybody. I came here to be a boss and I plan to be a boss. Uh, And I have learned from some bosses (laughs) at jobs, but more importantly, I have learned from so many women that I see um, in this industry. I see so many of um, so many creatives, um, having million dollar industries and you know I'll try to talk (laughs) to people about them and they'll be like who is that and I I go back and forth a lot with if I want to be known or if I want to have money or if I want to do both and truthfully I am I am a person that feels like I'm going to be known I don't think that um and I, I genuinely say that in in truth because it's kind of my nature. I'm very much so, I'm super active on social media. I'm very like, talk to me. Tell me what's going on. Like, <laughs> that's the whole reason I got 17 podcasts. Like, well, about to have 17 podcasts. We'll talk about that later. But, um, you know, I feel like um, this is my charge. Uh, I was meant to be home for people and be home for myself and be a safe space for people and be loving. And there was a shift in me feeling like I could do that. There was a stint these past couple years just like losing different relationships and really feeling like well am I a good person like am I nice am I somebody who can make a difference in other people's lives or am I you know like is this all fake is this a crock of crap like am I just you know do I just think that I'm 
who I am. And I just think it took a lot of self-reflection and healing and getting to the point where it's like, no, you deserve relationships and good ones. You deserve all the things and you're going to get all the things. And there's a lot of people, one thing that I say, and I'm sure y'all have heard this a billion times. Whoever's not supposed to be in your life is not going to be in your life. Everybody can't go with you. And that has not been more true than, you know, just (laughs) learning and allowing life to add and subtract. And as much as you want to fight it, you cannot fight fate. If somebody is not supposed to be in your life, they're just not going to. And as much as you want to try, you want to push, it's like, just let it go and watch everything fall into place. You have to have enough faith in yourself, in your abilities, in your God, in your, you know, in your own life that everything is going to work out in the way that it's supposed to. And in my life, I'm just Mish. And that's all I can be. I cannot be anymore. And I damn sure cannot be any less and I won't be. So I <laughs> I fully planned on talking about talking about something else. I have like a list of subjects that I was supposed to talk about today. But once, you know, once I got <laughs> on, you know, telling my story, I genuinely feel like this is how it's supposed to start. And I just thank you all for being here and I hope that um Y'all can enjoy the ride with me because this one is just me by myself. And we're going to be honest up in here. We're going to be truthful. And we are not going to let imposter syndrome ruin us. And we are going to be our full selves by ourselves, no matter who's in our lives or not, no matter what we have or don't. And honestly, (laughs) this is some new year type stuff. So... I'm so excited to see what my life looks like in December. Today is January 10th, 2024. Um, I wonder what it's going to look like December 10th, 2024. But if it's anything like I imagine, everything will have changed. And I will have put my best foot forward to allow those changes to happen. And I hope y'all are with me. From day one to day 365. Well, I guess minus 10 because it's 10. Anyway, okay. <laughs> well, this was fun. Um, I'm sure I'll eventually come up with an outro, a song or something, a little ditty. But for now, you just got me. <laughs> all right, y'all. I love you all so much. And I pray everything good for you all. And I will talk to y'all next time. Bye. I don't know. Actually, I don't know if I want to do bye. Or you know what? We'll we'll figure that out later. But I love y'all. Okay. <laughs>